0: Now your host, Marguerite Crespillo. Good morning,
1: everybody. This is Marguerite Crespillo, your host of Real Estate Real World. And today, I am at home, working from home. So you might hear some roosters and chickens in the background. And I am excited today to talk to somebody that I met not too long ago when I was on the what seemed like forever hunt until now for a great transaction management program, and came across this guy, Randy, Toby, did I say, how do I say your last name? Is it Yep, Toby? yep,
2: yep, Toby, you said it right.
1: Awesome. No one ever gets my name right, so I always like to ask how people pronounce names, and it's kind of funny how we connected. I I think he you, like, commented or posted on a Twitter or something like that, and I was like, what is Realty Commander, <clears throat> and next thing you know, we're chatting back and forth, and I want to... Day. It was kind of late night because I know you're you're at a different time zone, and next thing you know, we start talking the next day, and now I have been using Realty Commander for not only my personal team, but for my company for a while now, and love 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 it. So let me go through and read your bio real quick, and then we'll chat. So Randy Toby, as Vice President, Randy's main focus is getting to know Realty Commander users and leaders and help with the implementation process to improve transaction processes. Because of his industry expertise, he directly works with clients to ensure their success, utilizing the product to its fullest potential and strives on making Realty Commander users, leaders in the industry through automation. Randy is a Dynamic professional who is responsible for all sales and marketing and business development with a proven record of achievement. He enhances relationships with their clients and works to drive sales through the Realty Commander software. Aside from his dedication to Realty Commander, he has also assisted with the development sales of a dozen other startup companies over the past decade. Besides being a serial entrepreneur, I love that word, he's passionate about living life to the fullest and loves outdoor activity and spending time with his family. I just recently saw pictures of you and your beautiful bride and your, your almost two-year-old, what, 19 months, your little yep. boy is?
2: Yep, yep, 19 months.
1: Going to Disney World. Oh, hanging yeah. out That was Mickey. Yep,
2: yep, yep.
1: <laughs> love Disney World. I've been to, actually been, now I'm on the West Coast, you know, so... We have Disneyland, so we go to Disneyland uh, frequently, but I have been to Disney World a couple times, and that place is over the top. It's so huge.
2: It is. Uh, You know, talking about systems today and what we're talking about, it's so funny because I was paying attention to, like, as many minor details as I could when I was at Disney, and talking about the, the engineering and the systems that they have in place there to make that place run so efficiently, even on the bus. Right, going from one resort to the actual park, in the bus they're playing the music of the type of theme of the resort that we were at. You know, like talking about paying attention to details, like everything is meticulous within that company. And it was it was really awesome. It's 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 a great
1: place. You know, I know that they have like a, a management program or a two some sort of like back backstage tour specifically designed for, like, managers and and CEOs and stuff like that. I've always wanted to go on that. I've I've never done it, but it's on my list of things I want to do. You you know
2: what's funny, Marguerite, was when I was actually in high school, I was one of the only people who was in, like, the four-year business program that we had. Uh I was actually invited down to Disney as a high schooler. Oh, to wow. go through some of that program, we went in the underground and talking about the operations of the place, and it was amazing. And this was like you know fifteen years ago, you know. So there was like a ten or fifteen people that were invited down to kind of go into the business side at such a young age. It was really eye opening.
1: You know, you talk about details and paying attention to details. And I did a podcast yesterday with uh, Dean Jackson, um, who runs I Love Marketing and, and Go Go Agents. And he talks about how to look for the friction spots in whatever your process is, right? So like what are the little tiny details that hold people up? Like we were actually laughing about how people are have become too lazy might not be the right word, but too lazy to even scroll down on a web page, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Absolutely. It's like what are those little friction spots that people have in the real estate process, and one of them, as we well know, is the transaction management of a real estate deal, which is why we're talking to you today.
2: Yes, yeah, it's definitely a difficult piece of the equation, but probably one of the most important pieces that you need to get figured out as quickly as possible if you want to be an industry leader, you know, if you want to be a top producer.
1: Well, let me ask you this what led you to create Royalty Commander? Like, give us some history about your background a little bit. Sure, yeah. So
2: how how it started, and um, I was actually asked to join when the company was being formed uh, with some other guys kind of from the industry, uh, and we actually started in the default space. You know, this was a good five years ago when, you know, the sky was falling, uh, and we actually started in the short sale area and helping – agents kind of manage the short sell process and very similar to the loan industry where they already have like systems in place to kind of help walk through there was nothing when it came to the default sector so we were one of the pioneers and probably still the most dominating force when it comes to managing uh, the default side for agents right and as the market started to change all of these people and this is kind of pre transaction management before it was like a big word right? right and uh, all these agents were like, hey, we're starting to get buyers again, you know, or, we're starting to just do traditional listings again. So we just kind of listened to all of these uh, real estate agents across the country who are our clients. And what the majority of them were asking for is what we started building. So our system really transitioned to an all-encompassing, really deep transaction management platform for really busy agents and teams is really our focus. So top-producing agents. Uh, and top producing teams who are looking to have a system and be efficient for managing high volume transactions.
1: So, in the beginning, you guys were part of like the short sale stuff, right? Was That's it originally right. called Short Sale Commander?
2: That's right. Yeah, we were. That's what and, I thought. Uh, yeah, we were, I mean, thousands and thousands of clients. Uh, Billions of de- billions of dollars worth of transactions actually went through the system, um, and it was the lifesaver for people who were managing a lot of those transactions. And that's that's one of the most complicated transactions that you can do, right? You know oh, that with exactly. sort of all the listeners. So uh, transitioning into traditional and working with buyers, it was so much. It was it was really easy for us to make that transition.
1: Yeah, you know, I ended up really doing when the market shifted. I ended up doing a few short sales, but my primary focus ended up being in the REO stuff. So I didn't really do a whole lot of short sales. Thankfully, I have a huge respect for all those agents who did a ton, a ton of RE—I mean, of short sales because I, I, I probably would have ended up in jail for shooting somebody. <laughs> I mean, the, the first time I sat and you know tried to fax. A package to a, a bank lender for like the umpteenth time. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like people, right. you know, the inefficiencies of it was so over the top. And I know that your program helped a lot with with streamlining that. But holy cow,
2: horrible, horrible.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just people don't even people who didn't live through it have no concept <laughs> of, of what that was like. And so then you guys started moving into more of the transaction piece for traditional sales now, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. For the past probably three and a half years, that's really been our sole focus: is the uh, improving the internal processes for a pipeline for that busy agent or team for the trans for the uh, traditional transactions.
1: What do you think some of the biggest challenges are that? That real estate agents have, or even in running a team what what do you see as some of the struggles and 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 issues that they have uh, systems
2: marguerite systems are oh. key right like any business that's really successful you look at especially now right you're looking at uh we're in Michigan, we talk about the automotive company, we talk about uh amazon facebook everybody has systems right these really huge conglomerate businesses that just run Disney, right, all have systems. Real estate, there's really no systems, right? There's really no standards. So uh, it's really important in where I see people who are ultra successful, right? They have systems in place. So they have systems for marketing. They have systems for leads. They have systems for managing transactions and managing staff. Those who have systems are the ones that are just dominate they're really out there crushing it because they treat it like a business, not like a hobby, you know, no uh, offense to the people who do this part time, but the the industry's moving fast you know there's people who are going to business school specifically to get into real estate because literally it's one of the only industries you can get in and within the first year, you could make a million bucks you know exactly. so. So treating your business like a true Fortune 500 and developing those systems, first and foremost, are uh, imperative.
1: You know, I I definitely believe that that is key because I know when I first got into real estate, one of the best books I ever read was called The E-Myth, The Entrepreneurial Myth by Michael Gerber. And that book simply told me the importance of creating a process and a system and and that simply that process right there just simply changed the way i did business completely because i went from doing you know i i sold like 18 houses in my first year which is is good for new but went pretty quickly in the first couple of years went to do 100 plus homes a year and the only way i could possibly have ever done that was to stop and take time to create systems and processes but don't you think so many agents are like I'm too busy to create a process?
2: <laughs> yeah. So, and that's that's the problem. And there's also a little bit of ego in there, you know. Um, people who say, Oh, I, I'm I'm just out, I'm crushing it, you know. And I've been in the business for seven years. And I ask them, you know, how many units did they do? And they're like, eleven, oh, You know, I'm like, Wait a second, you know, I, you know, tell me about your systems. And they tell me about them. And it and it's crazy, you know. It's like they're using Excel for this. They're using Dropbox for this. They have two different MLSs that they're logging into. And then they're trying to wear all those hats, which is nuts. You know, like if you get hired into a normal job, you have one job. Real estate is like you have to wear 65 different ones. (laughs) At least. (laughs) Yeah. so, So identify like what your strong points are. Most people get into real estate because they're like people, people, they like people, right? They like to interact. So if that's what you're good at, that's you need to build a system around all you're doing Is meeting with those new people everything else you can hire you can outsource you can you know you can utilize technology to streamline as much of your business that you don't like doing and focus on the people side of this business right which is what most people get into it for
1: exactly you know and what I see a big mistake that is made like I said is that thinking that no one can do the job better than you right that seems to be a big component that people are afraid to hire someone well no one works like i do or you know they say no one's going to follow any systems or processes like i do and that's just insane
2: totally and it's and that's a myth right you just have to be willing to let go and work on it and improve it right it's that engineering approach right so yet yeah, you got to let go you know you got to step back and let people do it for you or Help you, you
1: know. Yeah, so, exactly. Totally. Well, well, and what I actually love about Realty Commander is that it it creates that flow, that process, that checklist. And you guys even have an app now, which is actually really cool. I always forget to use the app, but it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. was looking the other day for a phone number for a client, and Heather, my my team leader, I said, "Where's that phone number?" She goes, "Well, did you look in your app?" I was like oh, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, all those little, like, details and checklists, if you just take an hour or 30 minutes a day and plug some of those in, it makes such a huge difference in your business.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, Having, just having access to everything you need when you need it we think is really important. So you're not calling back to the office, like you said, calling Heather or doing this. So, you know, having the mobility side of it is really important. And, and because of technology, we can do this. I mean, imagine how how did we do business 10 years ago?
1: You know? Oh my like gosh, street. people are so spoiled. You know, I, I I'm laughing because I remember literally when I got into real estate 23 years ago. And when we didn't, we did not have cell phones. We, we, didn't, we had just literally gotten the MLS. That's how bad it was. We, we had the old DOS-based MLS. You know, we didn't have Internet. And what, like I said, when I was talking to Dean yesterday, you know, it was pretty funny because we were talking about early on in, uh, back in the day, we did these Internet marketing weekends when the Internet first came out where we would, you know, try to figure out the technology and now it's so easy everything is at the drop of a hat literally
2: it is and it's i think that's where there's a, there is a little bit of a disconnect because not everybody's willing to embrace it right exactly like i have people who you know still say well i like to hand deliver every offer it's like this is craziness you know so i think now is such an exciting time to be in the industry Uh, not only real estate, but in real estate tech, because so much is changing so quickly. And I think now people are getting frustrated with a lot of the politics that I think have been holding the tech industry, the real estate tech industry back, that as we start to collaborate more and more of these systems start to communicate with one another, we're truly going to have that really fluid system of helping and providing the best quality service these agents can.
1: Well, let me ask you this, what what advice would you give to a newer agent trying to figure out all this technology? I mean, you're right, there is so much. There's, you know, like lions and tigers and bears, oh my, you know, there's so much.
2: Yeah, it it goes back to the the agents wearing different hats, right? And you and I had this conversation of on a piece of paper, you know, putting a line down the center, making a T, Right. And on the left side of it, you have your marketing, right? So over the course of six months or a year, right, you're paying attention to what you're doing in marketing. And you need to be writing all of these little things down. You know, we, we put the property in the MLS, all these different things that we're doing to generate leads and CRMs and, you know, all this stuff. On the other side of that, of that line should be your transactions, right? So this is your money. This is your pipeline. These are your internal uh, procedures as far as, okay, well, when I get a deal, what do I need to do? And then what do I need to do? And how, do, how am I keeping my client up to date to provide the best communication with them, right? I think by writing this stuff down and kind of separating the two, you as the agent can focus in on what you do best and start to build policies around it, right? So the new agent, I think they just need to be super aware of every conversation, everything that's happening and starting to document. And I think over the course of your first year in business, you're going to start to understand really quickly that like 95% of what you do is the same, right?
1: You know, so that actually made me think of something really important. And you you said it at the beginning of the the call when you're talking about the bus to to Disney is take a moment and think about the process from the client experience, right? And so if you're an agent and you have a buyer what is that buyer actually experiencing through every part of it? <clears throat> and how can you make that experience amazing? How can you make the background music like Disney does, you know, tie into different things to where the experience. And that will be the the huge difference between whether our industry gets pushed out or not, right? Yeah. Because people want to have that experience. Like I have a friend right now who's actually in the um, – in an a ancillary industry, so she's not a real estate agent or a lender, but she's in one of the affiliate industries, and she's buying a house right now. She's selling one house and buying another house, and she is just going nuts, right? She's like, I don't understand the process, and, and I, I don't understand your industry and the whole bit, and I think that as real estate agents and real estate professionals, we should have to buy or sell a house every Two years so we know what the experience is like Mm -hmm. because in most situations it's not a great experience and the ones that make it a great experience will make the huge difference between whether you survive or not don't you agree
2: totally there is one thing that you can do as an agent that will at least make your client feel super special and that's communicating with them in real time as far as what's going on, right? Social media has like <laughs> taken our attention. So like, we want everything now, right? Between social and the internet, right? Everyone's like, no, 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 no. I want this information. But so many agents think that they can communicate with uh, a weekly summary, right? Or a bi weekly phone call of what's been happening. One simple thing is if you're communicating with your client one, two, three, four times a week, even if it's a little detail, Letting them know what's going on throughout the process, even if you got a sign out in the yard and you put it in the MLS and you took a couple phone calls, right? The more that you're communicating with that person, the better those clients are going to feel. Buying a home is what 95% of most people consider their largest financial decision, right? Oh yeah. So why sure. why is it that agents think that they can just do an update once a week or once every tw- you know or once every two weeks? Just communicate with them, even if it's small, little, micro bits of information, because they feel good. You know, they're like, wow, Marguerite is awesome. She just updates me, like, every two days. Even if it's small things, that stuff matters, and that's that's what's going to burn a long-lasting impression in your client's head of what type of agent you are, even if the transaction is kind of, like, flaky and all over the place, right?
1: Well, and... I think that that goes back to systems. Like I think creating. So one thing I see the most in in real estate is the lack of consistency, right? Like people are just so inconsistent. And so they'll start a system like, okay, that's a great idea, Randy. I'm going to go and I'm going to call my client every two days. And they do it like twice. (laughs) And then they stop doing it. Because there's no checklist in place or no system to follow they just kind of throw it out there to see what sticks wouldn't you agree
2: yeah you have to be militaristic in your approach you know like I hear so many agents like they get something that starts working right and they're they're working it and then they go try something else it's like wait a second why don't you just refine what you were doing that was working and perfect that right there's so many niches within the industry that like when things work stick to it and consistently do it. And then in your spare time, work on bringing those new elements in.
1: So I'll be devil's advocate here. And what I can hear people already saying is, I don't have time to stop and and put that system together. I don't have time to you know, make those calls. What would be your response to that?
2: You can't afford not to, right? If you want to be in the top percent as far as earners, if that's your ambition, not everybody has that ambition, right? Some people get into it, uh, you know, make some money and enjoy life, whatever. But the majority of the people who I talk to, like, want to crush it. They want to dominate. So you just have to stick to it and make it a point. Like, you have to work on your business, right? The whole uh, quote of don't work uh, in your business, work on your business. Right. It's so important right? It's so important to your success because if not, you're just running in circles, putting out fires constantly.
1: So let me ask you this. I know you spend a lot of time with some of the top industry leaders. In fact, you said you saw uh, Chris Smith the other day with Curator. I just had him on the podcast. He was a fantastic guest.
2: Awesome, awesome guy. I talked to him uh, a couple days ago.
1: Yeah. What do you see as far as some of the changes that are happening in the industry and where things are going?
2: Yeah, so that's interesting. There's the communicate, the technology piece is really important, right? Like the internet's not going away, I think that we can all agree. And I think the technology is not going to slow down. We're not going to like go in the opposite directions. It's going to continuously ramp up speed as far as what's going on. And there's still a lot of politics that go into, you know, uh, what agents are forced to use and things like that. So I think over the next few years, you're, going, you're starting to see already the agents being frustrated with the technologies that are being provided by their brokers. I mean, I have clients in every major company where their solutions are provided for them and they choose to use an outside source, right, like Realty Commander. So right. I think the connectivity between programs and kind of opening it up so that these agents can have a system to run through is really what's gonna be leading in the next two or three years as far as technology is concerned. So you you basically can choose what you want to help you be more successful.
1: And what are some of the things that you guys are working on to make that easier? I know that what gets asked all the time is about um, combining it with the CRM or something along those lines. But I know it's a challenge to put everything in one place, right? It is,
2: yeah, because I have people constantly are requesting different things from us, right? And we have the people who are saying, absolutely not. Do not incorporate or do a CRM. Use something. We like to use what we already have. So we think that opening the system up and incorporating with dozens of different programs that are already being used is what we see as the future uh, in the space so that they can kind of just say, all right, I'm just going to sign into Realty Commander, and it's going to pull my deals from my CRM that I'm using and my websites that I'm using and it's going to connect with the documents that I'm kind of forced to use, et cetera. Um, uh, that's really what our focus is, uh, as well as improving those small friction points that you talked about earlier that are constantly coming up, right? We just released online offer submission, which is just a way to save an agent, a listing agent, 20, 30 minutes per offer per listing. It was a huge problem for my busy listing agents because they were like hiring people to take the offers put the offers into a spreadsheet, then take those offers and present it to sellers and then back and forth. So that one little feature that we built out is now saving our listing agents 20, 30 minutes per offer per listing. You know, So it's those little friction points that we're also drilling in. So opening up, working with more companies to provide an all-inclusive solution and improving the transactional processes for those small friction points within the pipeline of the transaction.
1: How do you decide what items to put in next? I mean, I don't know. I just remember managing a hundred and some odd agents as a brokerage and it's like herding cats. See, right? Everyone has a different way. Like how do you decide on such a large scale what direction to go and what features are so important?
2: It's like an 80-20, you know? So we have we have clients all across the country, right? And we are Always, that's how we develop. We don't sit in a conference room and play Mad Men and try to figure out the next greatest thing, right? Like, we just listen. That's all we do is listen to our clients and say, what do you guys need? And most of them chime in, and then you start to see the similarities. Now, real estate's done different in markets, within markets, etc. We understand that. So we have to build this, this customizable platform that's standardized enough that can accommodate all the real estate agents out there and teams but at the same time uh, incorporating a little bit of flexibility and customization so that it can adapt to how agents are doing it in different ways, right? Because there's no industry standard, we have to constantly be aware of that. So it has to be applicable to everybody in the industry. So
1: do you see anything changing with the way uh, the industry is moving as far as the process? Like, well, well, let me tell you what I'm thinking. Like, I think that even the loan process and how long it takes to do a real estate transaction is so ridiculous. I mean, and it hasn't gotten shorter. It's gotten more complicated in my 23 years. I mean, I could go today and buy a Tesla. I could be in and out of the dealership in maybe two hours and buy a $150,000 car a $100,000 car, whatever they are. And finance that car with practically no money down, right? Mm -hmm. And take it off the lot and hide it, do whatever I want to do with it. But I can't buy a dang house in less than 30 to 45 days. It's insanity. So I guess I'm just wondering if, if you're seeing anything that is moving towards simplifying. I mean, the paperwork has even gotten over the top. I mean, when I started in real estate, we had four-page contracts. You know, now they're, I don't even know how many pages of inspections and disclosures. I mean, I realize it's supposed to be designed to protect the consumer, but it doesn't feel that way.
2: No, it's, it doesn't. And I don't know. Um, I think that there's a, a handful of different elements that help decide that. And, you know, governmental influence, I think, is one, Right. The loan process used to be easier, you know, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, right? And it's constantly getting harder. There's more documentation that has to happen. And all ultimately, kind of because of what happened five years ago, mm-hmm. um, I think that's made it harder. On the real estate side, same thing. There's still a lot of politics. You know, I think that everybody needs to work together. I really do because, like, you have... NAR and you have local associations and MLSs, and they're fighting portals, and the portals, are po- everybody's pointing fingers, right? And you have this, like, disconnect. But at the end of the day, the agents are the ones who are kind of sitting back going, like, you guys are all wrong, you know? So yeah. I think it's going to be the agents stepping up and starting to influence. And I think over the next five years, as some of the, the older people who were in the industry for the last 25 years start to retire and leave, and some of these new younger people who've been in the business for the last five years start to recognize the inefficiencies. I think that's when we're gonna start to see those, that efficiency kind of start to improve, right? Yeah. Like, digital signatures wasn't a, a really big thing and even accepted five years ago. Now it's standard, right? So real estate is just slow when it comes to adapting technology and implementation
1: what do you really see as some emerging changes like what do you think is next so to speak for the real estate industry what's what's coming up
2: yeah I, so I think that social media is going to be playing a much bigger role in the real estate space uh, 2016 2017 2018 um, it's never been easier to connect with people right Um, from all across the country, anywhere in the world, via Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever program or platform that you're using, it's really easy to connect. And Facebook just introduced the Facebook Live. So I just think that social, there's going to be a lot of plays between uh, geographic um, and demographic-specific targeting, meaning like driving around and then being able to slow down in front of a house that's doing an open house where they're doing something live, you know, I, I really feel like it's it's going to get a lot more social um, and it's going to be a lot more like just in time, like on the spot, getting access to real time information. Does that make sense?
1: Totally. I mean, I love the new Facebook live thing. I think it's really cool. I mean, I've even started subscribing to a few people like I know we've talked about Gary V right. right. Like love him on Facebook live. And I'll tell you, I did a Facebook Live a month or two ago in an airport where I was kind of stranded in an airport (laughs) Mm -hmm. and just did kind of one of those real moments like, this sucks, I'm in an airport, I've been traveling, and it had like over a thousand views or something insane. Like, I couldn't even believe it had that many views that people were watching, and I think people love that real-time stuff, don't you? Yeah,
2: totally. Like, I mean... So think about how you used to do business years ago for an open house, right? You'd have to like put balloons out and flyers and do all this marketing and stuff like that, right? But now you can just take your phone and you could be doing an open house for every one of your followers, you know, like just walking through in in an authentic manner, right? Like not overly produced, not video and drone photography, just you walking through the house on a Saturday that other people happen to be in, you know, at the same time. I mean, I think that that's really cool. You know, like people being able to show a house to potentially thousands of people, like in real time at an open house, I think is super cool to think about. Not to mention once you put your glasses on, when it goes VR, it's going to be even more impressive, you know.
1: Oh, completely. I, I, you know, that's actually a great idea. I, I we may use that Saturday to do a real time open house. It's cool. I haven't really seen people doing that yet. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah, <laughs> that's how ideas happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen people doing like, hey, come to my open house, but hey, guys, we're live right now at this open house. That's like, right? swing on by, or you know, ask your questions of the house right now because you—that's the cool thing about that Facebook Live—is it. People can literally ask you questions right now while you're sitting there.
2: Well, not even that, Marguerite. Like, think about talking to somebody who's actually at the open house, right? Yes. Like, saying, hey, what's your favorite part of this house, right? So you're getting, like, validation um, from somebody else that they love the house. Maybe that's something that's going to spark something where one of your viewers is like, oh, my God, my wife really wants a new kitchen. You know what I mean? Like, you can hack, you can really hack that in a way where... I think it could bring a lot of value.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. I know we were uh, just talking before the call today about we're going to we're going to be able to hopefully meet at Inman Connect in August. Yep. And we're going to have to do some Facebook Live stuff for sure.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Most
1: definitely. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to put something out there for that. But I love that open house idea. I'm going to that people if they just listen to the podcast just today and implement that, I want to know how it worked out for them. I think that would be super cool yeah we're we're gonna try that this we- well, not this weekend, so this weekend is my husband and mine's twenty fifth wedding anniversary, and we're having a big old bash at my house and If you weren't you know thousands of miles away, you could come <laughs> but even as you were saying in the beginning of the call, you were talking about um how we met, and I think that that's so crazy how in this current world, this current social world that we have how you and I even connected. I mean, we talked about that at the beginning of the call, I think, how we originally connected on Twitter. So I think both of us crazy psychos were up at like one in the morning or something, and I, and you like responded to a tweet like late at night. I thought that was so funny.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's 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 awesome. I mean, it's really awesome. You're in real estate because I hope you're a people person, you know, and the fact that these platforms have really opened up, the ability for us to communicate with anybody at any time is truly amazing.
1: Yeah, I think it's crazy. And I'm really grateful we connected, Randy. I know we've had some fabulous conversations about a lot of different stuff. I I love the product you've created, and I know you're quite um, with Realty Commander, and I know you're quite the forward-thinking person. So I know that you're working on some other stuff to make it bigger and badder, Than all the rest so that's what I actually love the most about it is and you is that you are trying to think ahead like you're thinking from the clients perspective and I I just think that that's so vital for anyone listening to this podcast is when you take the time to put yourself in their shoes and what is important to them what do they really need and want That's when you're – whatever you're creating, whether that's selling real estate or creating a program like Realty Commander, um, that makes the difference, don't you?
2: I do, yeah. I mean, you always have to be thinking not necessarily what the problem is today, but what the problem is going to be like uh, next week and the week after and a year from now, right? That's, That's what you have to be thinking of because what is wrong today is already being worked on
1: exactly like that's that's so yesterday Yep. Yep. (laughs) yeah well randy i know that we had a tough time pulling this podcast together but i would like to say that it's been a great conversation lots of great content and um, if people just use that facebook live open house thing that that was that's pretty 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 fancy um just use that idea alone then this conversation was worth it but for those of you who have more interest in realty commander Uh, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you, Randy? Um,
2: Go to RealtyCommander.com. You can also go to Facebook or Twitter and just use the search Realty Commander. Um, We're always trying to put out content, you know, relative to the transaction management business or the contract to close. Uh, You can always give us a call. Our number is listed on our website. Again, www.RealtyCommander.com.
1: And you guys do offer a free trial for a few days so people can get in there and work on the system and check it out, right? Yeah,
2: free trial, 14 days, and you get personalized um, coaching slash demo kind of implementation, how other top-producing agents and teams uh, use it so you can kind of see what other people are doing uh, to get the best, best out of your free trial and during your first 30 days of using the platform.
1: And just so you know, for those listening, this is actually the system that I use on my team. And uh, just last month, our team closed $4 million using – actually, month to date. Sorry, we're here in April. We've closed um, just a little under $4 million because I was working on my numbers this morning using your system. So it's fantastic, simplifies our lives and uh, it's something everyone should check out. So thank you, Randy, for your time and energy and attention and all that you contribute to the real estate industry. I appreciate it.
2: No problem, thank you, Marguerite. It's been a pleasure. Keep doing what you're doing.
1: Awesome. All right, everybody go out and make it a great day.
0: Thank you for joining us today on Real Estate Real World, where we talk with masters and leaders in real estate and beyond on how we can raise the bar in our industry. Please subscribe over on iTunes. And while you're there, be sure to give us a review. Your reviews encourage us and help others find our podcast. For show notes and hot topics on what's going on right now in our real estate industry, pop on over to www.realestaterealworld.com and add your name to our email. Thanks again for listening and go out there be a part of the elite masterclass in raising the bar on the real estate industry.